0: Of black girl brunch. My name is Ema. And I'm Sabria. And we are here, y'all. It was a struggle getting on. But we made it. But Never we made it. We could
1: have made
0: it. <sighs> Sorry, not the shaky vocals. <laughs> That's how he was. I would have lost it all. So, uh, this, every time I hear that song, it reminds me of the time that, you know, black people love to play that at funerals. You know, they do. They do. And my mom gets so annoyed. <laughs> like, how are you at a funeral annoyed because this is what they're playing? She said, Let me guess. They gonna play the same song. I'm like, mom. Oh,
1: she is a nasty lady.
0: <laughs> She's like, I'm tired of it. I wish they never would have made it. <gasps> oh yep. She worse than me. <laughs> she and says I'm that bad. every single time that songs are playing I'm at bad. funeral. And she is I'm old. like, it's not your <sighs> anyway. But y'all we are so happy to be here after that struggle how are you feeling Sabria?
1: Sorry, um <laughs> I'm feeling like maybe I shouldn't have put these booties on mm-hmm. um <laughs> so booties y'all know the exfoliated foot mask so I do them um, I've like I I do them like uh I would say a lot um but I haven't done one in a while and I'm doing one right now as we do this um and I'm like my feet is starting to get a little warm. <laughs> And I'm like, ah, never could have made it. Sorry. And it said you're supposed to keep it on for 45 to 60 minutes. But my friend, it's going to be a little over. But it's fine.
0: They go on, they go on, you know, get the pill that they need. But the
1: crazy thing about the foot pill. So this one, it says it it takes your feet four to seven days to get to pill. And I'm getting my feet done Friday. But yeah, so the foot pill, sometimes your feet don't peel automatically. So throughout the week, it'll just be like dead skin, like fall off your feet.
0: (laughs) I love it though. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. I just, I should, that's why I shouldn't be watching Instagram while we're recording. I just saw somebody voguing across the stage to get their degree. And like the like they like did the um you know a thing where you kick and you like the death drop. They did like a death drop on uh-huh. the stage with their cap and gown on and the professors are sitting here with their hats on, like, huh? <laughs> Too well, funny.
1: Get into that, honey. <laughs>
0: Yes, but um, I'm happy that you're getting a pill going. You know, that's what we call multitasking. I'm doing good myself. Like, um, just getting over a really stellar sinus infection yeah. that, like, rocked me real bad, and it just was such a damper. On the weekend, so I'm happy to be feeling better. I think allergy season just was on some different shit this year. I, my I grandma feel like said, "Yeah, allergies always like that. You know? No, Sabrina, this was one of the worst sinus infections I had. Now, I know that I say this often, but this is hands down like a game changer. <laughs> and you
1: said, I know I say this often.
0: I know, I know I do, because I even feel like I say every year, like, wow, allergy season really bad this year. But um, my manager brought it up that we've been wearing masks for like you know like consistently for a few years and I think now like we're not wearing masks anymore Mm -hmm. so I'm like it's probably like I don't know that's just a concept just just something I've been thinking about
1: no I agree
0: um, but I'm feeling better now, and I'm happy to be talking to you. And even though uh, spring brings crazy allergies, it's you know bringing a lot of sunshine and getting us excited for the summer. So this week's phase four are going to be four summer activities that we're looking forward to.
1: Yes, and it's um, wait, it's three de- three more days till the first day of summer. Yay! I'm so that came quick yeah never could have made it um so summer activities that i'm looking for we are starting off hot and heavy with the beach i'm gonna get i said i'm so i want to get to the beach baby i i want to take a nap on the beach again i want to i just want to get there i gotta get there um the next thing is getting tattooed i know a lot of people rock shocker. In, the, in the winter and i know shocker but also i know some people like a lot of people who are like heavily into tattoo culture not to be that person but like like to get tattooed in the winter because healing um nurturing a tattoo in the summer is hell i have done it um a few times but I still want to get tattooed in the summer. <laughs> Sorry, like I know it's gonna be hell um, nurturing the tattoo, but it's fine. I've done it before; I can do it again. Um, and I will say, and I'm itching for some ink, baby. Uh, please. Um, <laughs> the next one is outside workouts. Um, I was doing um, an outside workout with um, my former trainer. She had a workout class. I think it was like every Sunday. Um, in the morning and it was hard as hell and but I loved it I loved it I loved working outside with a bunch of uh, working out outside with a bunch of black women fingers crossed I hope she brings it back um but yeah I'm looking forward to doing some outside working out I want to sweat baby <laughs> um then the next one sorry my thigh was on my phone um that's real <laughs> it was I put my phone down. I got too confident. Um, (laughs) And last but not least, weekend traveling. I want to do some stuff on the weekend. Like I want to like maybe hit up
0: Canada for the weekend, baby. Like I don't know. I just want to do some weekend stuff that sounds so fun and i'll I, and also didn't want to interrupt you but i'm also really excited for um outdoor workouts it's not something i thought about like outdoor workout classes i've never done that but i'd be open to trying one as long as it's in the morning yeah I
1: i try it yeah it's so fun and then i walk home afterwards and
0: i loved it so me and karina shout out to my cousin karina um she we used to do yoga in the park and that's something i really really miss um It's not on my list, but it reminded me of that. Uh, one thing that is on my list. I feel about that. Sabrina don't like yoga, but I think she should retry it because. No. I think if I retry Orange Theory, you should retry yoga. But that's
1: true. But let me—I'll tell you
0: that I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, I think you should try the specific class that I was talking to you about. Um, where you just sleep you need it I think now that you're older you can like appreciate it more but anyway I'm not about to you know I'm not about to do this with you right now um so uh walks is something I miss um everybody know I love to walk I love to just you know have my mind race and walk and explore and I'm really excited about like maybe discovering some new, a new um neighborhood. So, you know, right now when I'm living at, while I'm living at home, I just feel like I know my area through and through. Like I know this area. I grew up here. And so walking is not excited as exciting. But when I lived in my apartment, the cool part was exploring the new neighborhood by foot. And like, I felt like a child Like I was just discovering like, oh wow, what's this business? Oh my goodness, look at these houses. Oh my God, there's like a waterfall down there. It just felt like I... I love the unknown of it all, mm-hmm. and I miss that part of walking, and I feel like I need that back. So, one, Sabria, I wouldn't mind walking around your neighborhood on foot because there are some areas and pockets that we haven't explored, like, going closer to towards, like, another, the opposite area. I feel like you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, also, like, I have never really explored South Philly like that. I've never really explored, um, like, on foot. I'm not really in Northern Liberties like, I mean, yeah, I'm not in Northern Liberties that deep. And I want to try that and like go up and down like the blocks and figure things out. Like I just love neighborhoods and, and, and walking around neighborhoods by foot. Um <laughs> also i got no
1: choice but i'm cracking up
0: but when (laughs) we were in brooklyn in the crown not when we were in buttersburg but when we were in in the crown heights area near the brooklyn museum that i was living i felt alive when we were walking around and we were seeing oh what's this oh what's that like i just felt like we could have walked for days and days and days and i would have been happy so that was really cool and i like i just love exploring neighborhoods um I'm also looking forward to shorter work days. I love that like, um, the summertime is when like a lot, like the office is just a different vibe in the summer. Like people are on vacation a lot. So it's just like a different like vibe. Um, we get summer Fridays, which is like, great because to sabria's point about the weekend trips you can leave on a friday and they come back home on a sunday and then like you just have more of a life in the summertime like i think like it's just better for work-life balance i'm also looking for to vacation so i have so many cool places on my list that I just want to go to and they're all places I've never been before and it's just going to be a really exciting time for travel for me I'm working on my passport um I really want to leave the country um I'm just lazy it's nothing wrong like I'm just lazy but Sabria's going to be my accountability partner and make sure I get it shout out to all the people in their 30s who need to get their passport or haven't been out the country you are like we we exist and we are working on it Period. Period. That's it. Um, and finally, um, I'm excited for my birthday. (laughs) Yes. My birthday is coming in August. I will be 31. Um, and I actually have no clue what I want to do, but I always have a really good time on my birthday. Like I've never had a bad birthday in my life because I'm always happy and excited and my friends and family show up for me. So I'm looking, I want to go to like Malibu. That's something I've been picturing myself doing like Malibu or Chicago for my birthday. And We'll see if I can get to either one, but that's the vibes I'm feeling right now. So I'm going to keep talking that into existence and see if I'm still in the mood. I'm also like in the process of buying a house. So if that happens at the same time, I'll be in Beverly Hills, but (laughs) we'll just see. We'll just see. Um, So yeah, that's my fave four. That rock. We rock. All right, so let's get into toast for assist. This week, we want to give a toast to uh, a loyal loyal brunter. and I'm we just want to apologize for not giving the shout out last week. You know, things were just moving so quick with us having the fabulous Nicole Marquis on the on the um show. That we kind of forgot to create space for one of the people who helped to make this happen so we just want to give a really so i'm actually going to pass the mic to you and what you, yes, you give this
1: my good judy um justin uh i'm not going to give out their socials i don't know if they're comfortable with that but um thank you so much justin um for making this all possible um making a little noise for us and being like when you know you heard the word podcast you thought black girl brunch like thank you so much I really appreciate it my good Judy you know um I will love you forever um you are just so you know you really just always supported us and it's so crazy because you just never know who's listening and I didn't even know you listened to podcasts until you told me you was listening to Black Girl Bunch, and I was like oh my gosh my good Judy supporting me but yes thank you so much Justin thank
0: you yes thank you so much Justin Justin we really appreciate you being a friend to the show and being like so loyal over the years and like having our back like that I feel like that interview was just like like so healing for me and Sabria. Like it was one of those things we needed to. Be, like we're doing something right. We have the whole the C the CEO of all our uh, favorite restaurants. Uh, you know, in the building. So thank you for that. Um, we appreciate you so much, and we love you. Yes, yeah, thank you. All right, so let's get into this tea time. So Beyonce's on tour.
1: it's hair and i was trying to avoid it and i just can't and i'm like dang that's crazy i had i didn't have a snowball's chance in hell but also i follow so many my Beyonce fan pages so like i was like oh shit i forgot that i forgot to unfollow you all but then i don't want to unfollow him because then i would forget to refollow him but anyway i didn't have a snowball's chance in hell um but it's nice and i feel like she is having
0: fun Yeah, um, Renaissance World Tour is definitely off to an amazing start. I didn't even try to fool myself and say I wasn't going to look at the outfits because that's not like me. Like, I am somebody (laughs) who very much is like, I want to see because, one, if you follow Beyonce, like, on tour, you know that she changes some things. And who knows what she will change. And also, this is a three-hour show. Social media clips are never... Huh? I was like, good God. Social media is never going to capture the full essence of this show. Um, we don't know what she's going to change, what she has in store. Like, I've already seen some outfit changes. I can't keep track of the transitions from clips. would even
1: her opening act? Does she have an opening
0: act? She's her opening act.
1: Yay! We won!
0: Yep, she, she's her opening act. Um, And that's what I guess she's like creating all this time for it to just, you know, be a really, really um long show and it's like the stage is so dynamic. Um I will say that I was like I met with Sabrina and I'm like, "I'm do you think Beyoncé's okay?" Because I felt like her energy was so different this tour and I just didn't know what that meant and I'm somebody who is always concerned about Beyoncé because of the it's just the amount of pressure that she has. A lot of people have cracked. A lot of people have cracked. Like, if you look at other icons who have reached, like, her level, they have had a moment where they did something that kind of impacted their health. Like, let's let's think about Whitney Houston. Let's think about Michael Jackson. Let's think about Prince and, like, how they had to almost, like, self-medicate to to deal with the pressure like what the Whitney Houston or what was said um by the actress who played Whitney Houston in the biopic um it was like you have you need a little bit of help to sing with the gods and like I can kind of see what that what what that person meant but then I think about like you know stars like Diana Ross and um like uh what's Janet Jackson, who have also done these world tours, who have, I just feel like with Beyonce, it's just a different amount of pressure, you know, and you, I just get concerned about her. So when I saw her not really dancing and she just looked really, really focused and like Sabrina was saying, calm. I wondered if she was okay, but there have been some rumors floating around that she's had surgery now some some of the blogs are saying her hips, some of us saying her knees, some of them are saying her foot, but like if you know i I'm almost willing to believe that's true because of how careful she has been walking across the stage, so like that is more than enough reason to take it easy one mm-hmm. two, somebody was mentioning how on this tour she is kind of being a little bit more fluid, like she's not being so like regimented like this on this part we hit this cute and we do this dance instead I think that she's pivoting for whatever reason because she wants to or because she has to to um say like let's be a little bit looser and like create some like moments for like j- just some spontaneous moments Let's so like let's see what will happen some little dances here some little interactions with the crowds here so yes um. I started to look at things differently, and I'm gonna enjoy myself regardless of if she's dancing like she was 10 years ago. Like, we have to respect that this is somebody who has had twins, who is not 20 years old anymore. Like, I can't do shit I did when I was 20 years old. And then on top of that, could have, could be like recovering.
1: Exactly. And also, she, even if she's not pop, 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 pop did something like that, she's still, her show is still magnificent like it's still exciting to see and also i think she's being more calm and more fluid and not as like on the nose as she usually is because the community that she is honoring with the show like vogue is very the best voguers and the best um people who are in ballroom are ones that it's just natural to them Mm -hmm. like you can't see the counting in their head it's just natural and they just killing it and I feel like because she's somebody that studies everything that she does and I feel like in order to honor the community you have to embody that energy as well
0: yeah yeah for sure that is a amazing point and she looks phenomenal she looks amazingly gorgeous and almost like godly with the amount of calmness that she is, I'm like, I'm not one to be. You know how folks, but y'all think Beyonce is a god. Anyway, not addressing that. But if you want to talk about how she looks, it's like she's accepted herself as an icon to the point where she's like, whatever I give is great. That's what I'm getting from Beyonce right now. What I give is great, and I'm Beyonce. Like she don't have to prove nothing to us. Like what? Cause she what? What does she have to prove to us? Right, like you. What are you doing? Does that feel? She don't have to prove not like if anyone has proven something to everyone, it is Beyonce, and even with Beyonce on chill, it's still your fave's best. It's still it, it, it's actually not even your fave's best. It's your fa- it's your fave's <laughs> wildest dreams. dreams. Yep. Mm-hmm. So like, let's press pause, reflect, and. one thing I don't like is when people don't give like folks who are on it a hundred percent of the time room to like, like they just be waiting for Beyonce to fall off, Mm -hmm. waiting for her to be like, Oh look, she, she old now. She can't do it no more. Like how Mm -hmm. soon y'all turn on people? Like, this is a legend. Like, please put some respect on her name. Please Mm -hmm. put some respect on her name. But I'm just like a fan of women, and I'm a fan of people who are good at their craft. So I'm going to always just, I'm going to always respect Beyonce and be happy to go to her concert. And I can't wait to go. All, one more point about the tour, though. People were saying her energy was matching her crowd. Because in Europe, there is a different type of energy. Now, I'm sure, like, in, the, like, in London, things might be a little bit different. But starting your tour off in, like, Stockholm, like, people were showing images of the, um crowd in some, in some concerts, she's, like, on her, like, third European concert at this point, And they didn't look maybe as lit as what I would expect the crowd to look.
1: Yeah. That's just how they are. Especially in Sweden, I feel like they're strict as shit.
0: Yeah, so it's, like, that's also important. Uh, folks were saying that, like, a lot of people will start a show off in Europe and, like, treated it like a dry run.
1: Yeah, cause I know when she come here, especially when she go to Houston. Also random, why the hell was Tyler Perry there? Like he was backstage. <laughs> I'm like, not, they love like Tyler if, Perry. Like if he was in America, I would. But like, like yo, why is this nigga in Sweden? <laughs>
0: he be he loved Beyonce. I feel like he wherever Tina knows is Tina. Tina Lawson. Sorry. Yeah, I feel like he's wherever she is, Miss Tina. Um, Did you see somebody uh, get proposed to at a Beyoncé concert? That pissed me
1: off so (laughs) much. First of all, I don't like like public proposals. Okay. I think they are so... That's one thing you got to know about me, is that as a partner, if you propose to me publicly, I will probably get so angry. (laughs) I'll get angry, I will tell you no. Um, That's why public proposals, I think, is taking... For, and getting proposed to at a concert is tacky too. Cause I'm like, we're not here for that. We're here to see a show, and you're trying to derail the show, and you're trying to have some attention. You trying to have a moment. You trying to have something. Like it's not your show.
0: So I don't like public proposals either because too much attention from me. Like I, I would like to be actually proposed to. And at the kitchen table. Like, that's... I wanted to be the two of us or my family. That's it. Yeah. That is it. But, like, I don't care when people do public proposals because I know that some folks, they just know their partner and, like, what they would want. If that I was proposal... I would be like, here we go with this shit. <laughs> that proposal was not stopping on Beyonce show. Like, if you looked at it, like, people had that little circle and clapped. And Beyonce probably was like, uh twerking to like church girl at the same time you know so I don't think it had the potential to stop anything and like they literally got back up and started jamming to the show I just feel like some people I don't know like that's just their vibe to do something in public like that and
1: I hate pu- not hate but I just don't like public people I know that sound weird but take it as like people that just like, like guys like stop <sighs>
0: Tyler Perry <laughs> Tyler Perry was, cra- was clapping he was happy for them. So, I'm like, that's... Iman, you are so...
1: <laughs> you are so annoying. You are so... Like, you got do Okay. You don't think she be doing stuff, but she do. <laughs> right. Like, what? No, I'm not even going to... I'm not even going to into <laughs> what you just said. Because you always be... You always doing something. And you try to act like you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: have no clue what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Really?
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: Okay, so, sorry, just got update. So Beyonce's on show four right now in yeah. uh Cardiff Wells. Huh. <laughs> <What laughs> wherever the hell is that is. <laughs>
1: That's in the UK, but I'm like, Clearly
0: Wells, but <laughs> Anyway, and I feel like, sorry, y'all need to step it up with your footage, like, across these. Um,
1: sorry, did you see somebody was doing meth at a concert?
0: N- that's real dirty to me. This not even type of meth type <laughs> time. Like, this ain't no, what you doing, meth to, like, <sighs> And I'm not going to chill because... Cozy was playing the You Too comfortable. Yeah, you too comfortable in your skin. My thing is, I just ask. It's not no meth type time, but in my opinion, there's never a meth type time. So I just sneak. I'll just end it right there.
1: All right, you know what? I also. All right, I feel like. If there time, Sorry. If there
0: was
1: a time to do meth in public. It would have to be at a Deadpool. Um, opening night for the movie because to me Deadpool the um the character just gives me like meth. <laughs> I like again. Think about it. Look at anybody that's
0: wearing a Deadpool shirt that you see in the city. And people who think his humor is funny, even though like <laughs> when I'm, sorry, I'm watching Deadpool, I'll be cracking up. up. <laughs> I'll be cracking up because he's be so corny. Up and and Me too. <laughs> I'll be cracking up too because I'm just like this guy is just he ta- he just always got a, something to say. He's just I always was feeding
1: to was I was actually feeding to watch it the other day, but I couldn't watch it at work because it's um
0: yeah. let scenes it's right are like up. that. Come on.
1: That's not a movie. <laughs> they that like, this
0: is them. not godly. <laughs> but um yeah, I was actually watching Deadpool the other day cracking up because you know that little evil boy, the evil big boy in a movie? Yeah. My mom said that was my brother. So <laughs> <laughs> she's not wrong. <laughs> so yes. Um, all right. Let's let's just pause on the Beyonce tour for now. We will be back. <laughs> Y'all and we is going to the show. We will be back. That, I was looking at the seating chart the other day and then like I'm I'm so crazy. I was like um Lincoln Financial Field full. Like, I want to see what this look like full. I want to imagine where the stage going to be. Okay. We going to be here. (laughs) All right. So what, what, how close will we literally be? Like, what will I be able to see? Like, can I stare at her? And like, my thing is when I have access to stare, I'm happy. I love staring. So I'm just (laughs) like, oh, I can't wait. I need to get this outfit together. I know my mom already on it. I'm not on it like I need to figure it out but I think I need I'm gonna have to figure it out in June because my body be changing left and right and it don't always be going down sizes either so I'm like let me just wait till June <laughs> see what's going on and revisit yeah <laughs> all right so let's get into Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade splitting bills 50 50. Apparently this is news that two people in their household who are working split bills. (laughs) So Gabrielle Union shared this. And a lot of folks were just like, "Um, he is making a lot more money than her. Like he is this, he is that. But I just feel like when you are rich, do what you want to (laughs) do. Personally, I felt like if she was making 40 K a year, Working as a, a a manager at, like, a supermarket, then I think that would be really effed up if he went 50-50 with his wife when he is damn near a billionaire, you know?
1: Exactly. And also, like, rich people do things that y'all cannot understand. Y'all stay in rich people pocket.
0: Right. And also, like, I'm over... Some people do 50-50 and in this workforce, that's just what it's going to have to be. I think some folks associate uh, a partner taking on more financial stress uh, for them as an indication of how attractive they are or how dedicated their partner is to like their relationship. Mm -hmm. And I just completely disagree with that. And I always have. Now, I'm always going to be somebody that's like, you need to find you somebody that is going to take care of you. absolutely you need to find somebody who is generous who wants to buy you things who wants to take you out who wants to take you on vacation like my dream is to go on a baby moon like I want like when I'm having a baby from my husband or whoever I'm with to be like look you about to have this baby so let's go on vacation together like I want to take you this place like I want the Tiffany's ring I want all those things but I'm not going to feel like I, that's... The only thing that that person does for me is provide me with financial things and then I just kind of, like, sit and drag and sit there and look pretty. Like, I don't know what world y'all be living in, but a lot of y'all faves don't even live like that. Like, they really don't.
1: Exactly. And it be, like, what y'all feel to realize is, like, real couples, when it's, like, 50-57, it don't even be, like, okay, this is what you pay and this is what I pay. Like, I feel like that's what y'all be picturing. And it's really not
0: like that. It'd be like real casual. Yeah. It'd be real casual and it feel like teamwork. And I think that, um, when I'm, I just want to pause because I've been seeing a lot of stay at home girlfriend content on TikTok popping up and I have no clue why, like I'm not necessarily, I've never said I wanted to be a stay at home girlfriend. Like I was just telling Sabria, like, I feel like it would be a disservice to the world if I wasn't putting my thoughts into the world because i feel like yeah. i have something to say something to contribute something to change i look at the world i see the people who are in charge i'm like i have to adjust this mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's how i feel most days and i feel like i can do this as a mom even though some days i do think it will be hard like when i decide to become a parent i do feel like me the- today with no kids. <laughs> I feel like I would, I'm going to advocate for what I need as a mom Mm -hmm. and push for some changes to come for, to make the workforce better for people who have children not just uh okay let me you know let my kids feel the, the the rash of whatever the case is but the stay-at-home girlfriend life has never been appealing to me and it's a reason why women didn't want to stay at home all the time like that shit sounds very fucking boring <laughs> boring as hell i am be like what y'all doing and, like, granted, some people, like, I know they will be like, I'm a stay-at-home mommy and I don't have a job. So, what I do is, like, I outsource these chores. I just don't want to live my life that way. Like, I just don't. And if you do, you do. But don't let that stay-at-home girlfriend shit get into your head of the basic economics of, like, the society we live in. A lot yeah. of people not going to be able to do that whole like pay for you you 100% of the way shit like it's we're we're in probably one of the worst financial crisis in human history and you just have to kind of like wake up to that and also wake up to like what money can mean as far as how people can control you yeah 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 and that's that's what I'm most concerned about like always have your own shit always have your own shit Yep. what your mom say? Always have some mad money.
1: Yep. Always have that mad money because you just never know when they come when they come knocking for you. you
0: yeah, when you get mad and, and you can't do nothing. But like, mm-hmm. I was just watching enough with Jennifer Lopez when her husband was being a tyrant after she thought he made her trust him. He got got her that that beautiful home, was giving mm-hmm. her the dream, and then decided he was gonna do what the hell he wanted to do and beat the shit out of her and maybe he turn the tables on her daughter. Mm-hmm. And when she ran away, he froze the accounts.
1: Yes! Oh my gosh! I always think of it. Sure.
0: Cause if you fr- if you freeze the accounts, like. See, I mean, obviously, I would have done things a little sneakier. Like, I would have just taken a lot of money out. I mean, you think you would have. But I would have taken, like, a large lump sum, then dipped, (laughs) like, personally, like, cash. Because you can't trace that. But, you know, you don't always get that... um, privilege of choosing how you're going to exit a really bad situation mm-hmm. and given the history with like i mean obviously not everybody is dating a man but given the history with people period they get funny with money Mm-hmm. they do sometimes
1: it bring out a whole other side of people
0: it do and like they're both rich they're both happy and one thing gabrielle union mentioned is that the, both their money has to go really really long meaning both of them have to take care of their f- entire family, right? So you may think, oh, you got a million dollars. You got a million, you know, you got millions of dollars. Like you're rich, you're rich, you're rich. But if you got 80 million family millions who don't, members who don't have a million dollars, it don't land the same way. Mm-hmm. And and what you gonna do, Be choose to be selfish and say, no, I'm not paying this person rent. No, I'm not helping this person with college and like, I remember Viola Davis said in her autobiography that, that it's never enough money to meet the need. Mm-hmm. It's never enough money to meet the needs of your family when you are the only in a position like that. And I, I can I can identify with that. And I'm not a millionaire. I can identify with that, though. There's always somebody who needs X amount of money for something. And it's just... It's and it'll rough.
1: Definitely be... More money, more problems. Cause like they probably paying people like mortgages, mm-hmm. and, you know, stuff like that. But it's just like, like I said, people's situations don't be your situation. And like I feel like the public has like such a small scope of relationships and what love is because a lot of people have not seen success and love um up close. And that's no shade. It's just that's true. That's just how I be. And people, uh, speak out of like, like anger or like saying what you think is like, cause like when you live that life where say like, for instance, yeah, the city girls, we talk on that shit, but they have money. They could be working. They, They have their own. And, like, you can never be that person that's, like, just taking care of, doing nothing, sitting back, get being fed grapes. Because that's never going to work out. It's never going to work out. And also, you're not really in control like you think you are. Because you're dependent on this person to go to work. You're dependent on this
0: person to, um,
1: like, you know, keep the income going. Like Never make
0: no mistakes. Never get laid exactly, off. Never go exactly. broke. Never and go bankrupt. De-
1: exactly so you're dependent on this person to make all these big decisions so you're really not in control they are always in control even if they're giving you stuff and all that so
0: yeah that's big facts that's big facts so bottom line i want us to like reimagine like i think a lot of folks are afraid of adulthood i think they don't like adult and they don't like working i get it Join the club it is what it is your childhood is over Like the the time where somebody was, I know some people may have never had somebody take care of them, but that time period where it's an expectation for somebody to take care of you has passed. You'll have moments where people will help you, support you, have your back, but that's over. Like I feel that sometimes people want out of adulthood and that's something I actually can't stand because it's like we all our parents had to do it we have to do it and I I think millennials are really bad with that like I think they don't want to grow up they just want somebody to save them and take care of them and it's over it's done it's time to stand on your own two feet take care of yourself no matter what your gender is and get to your fucking money don't let nobody control you don't let nobody control you with the money and I'm sorry Sabir one thing you did mention I just wanted to tap into real quick. You talked about like a lot of people haven't experienced love up close and I just feel like that's the truth and I want to encourage anybody that will listen to me to like think about love not just related to money and like what does that look like for you because ultimately that affects your happiness as mm-hmm. well. I'm not saying go find the brokest person you've ever seen in your life and see if you love them. No, I think somebody should be ambitious and willing to take care of themselves too. Like that's called being an adult. But mm-hmm. like take money out of the equation and you might be a little happier.
1: Yeah,
0: I agree. All All right. Right. So let's get in to the internet thinking that Jamie Foxx is missing just because their family won't reveal more information about him.
1: Not again. Another, <sighs> another, um,. Another segment of Mind Y'all Goddamn Business. <clears throat> Nobody owes you anything. That is so sick how people think that they are like, because I literally saw people in comments saying that, like, oh, he owes us, like, that. he don't owe you shit. Just yeah. because you watched the Jamie Foxx show <laughs> or
0: OEC- in 2002? Don't mean he, you gotta know what. So we all don't even know what actually happened to Jamie Foxx. We just know that he's according to TMZ, uh, receiving medical treatment for his serious health scare last month in Atlanta. And now he's in a new city at a facility, um, uh, at a top physical medicine and rehabilitation center in the country. So it was like the news that something happened to Jamie Foxx. Um, most people are assuming that he's had some type of stroke or something like that. Then there was this news that like, Things are looking bad. They're preparing for the worst. Then there was this news about Jamie Foxx being on life support, which honestly really put me in a terrible, sad mood. And I was like, bro, please don't say this is true. Like, please. Like, this is just right. I don't know why. I think because Jamie Foxx played Ray Charles and that movie just really, I felt like I never seen acting like that in my life.
1: Yeah, because he really made me be like, oh, I'll never do drugs.
0: I never see nobody. Jamie Foxx is one of those actors where when you see him, he's not Jamie Foxx anymore. Like, no shade. Sometimes when I see Michael B. Jordan, I might look at Michael B. Jordan in this movie. But when I see Jamie Foxx, he is whoever he say he is. He He can transform. So he is one of, hands down, one of the greatest actors of our time. And honestly, pretty unproblematic. Like, we don't hear nothing about Jamie Foxx, his business. Business. he's not somebody who is visible he stays in the back seat so the fact that we haven't seen him to me while he was recovering didn't sound like a red flag but then hearing about them preparing for the worst I was like oh no but then his daughter was like let's stop the rumors he's okay my dad is healing and in fact we have good news good news that they released is that they're going to star in a game show together his do- Jamie Foxx and daughter And that's great news. But folks are accusing them this all is being like, you know, a scheme to promote their show. They are saying that like she hasn't even shown a picture of her dad. Like, is he even still around? Like, what's going on? Like, they're just trying to keep the promotions going. And I'm like, what weird accusations to have just because somebody like, you know, is recovering. Like, say he did have a stroke. I know when my mom had a stroke, she sent no pictures. Don't take no pictures of me. I don't want nobody to see me like this. I don't feel like myself right now. You know, you you have have to respond. Like, what? What be wrong with y'all?
1: That is so scary how, like, people are just, they just act so animalistic.
0: Yes, yes. And they say that the rehab that Jamie Foxx is at specializes in stroke recovery, traumatic brain injury rehab, spinal cord injury rehab, and cancer rehabilitation. So again, people are are speculating that it is um that it is um a stroke or some sort. Whatever mm. it is, it's like you don't have to see people, you don't have to know what's going on. Just send well wishes. Like what's up with the human decency?
1: Yeah, you goddamn freaks.
0: <laughs> so give us some Jamie Fox. Everybody get off his daughter's back. Like, can you imagine what she's thinking? Of, like, what she's thinking, what she's feeling? Stop. <sighs> Sunken, please. So, y'all might have known that on Sunday was Mother's Day. Yep. And honestly, Mother's Day really never had nothing to do with me outside of me celebrating my mom and, like, wishing the mothers in my life happy Mother's Day. And, you know, just sending love where I could. But this was the first year where people started assuming that I was a mother. And I'm like, I get it. Like I'm a grown woman now and before I might have looked more like people just haven't just didn't say it to me. I don't know yeah. what happened, but like just they were I going haywire this year. This
1: year people It's like they
0: smelled that you turned 30. <laughs> like who told you that I turned 30 years old for you to like Anyway, like I, re- I was, it was just jarring when somebody a like, happy Mother's Day to me and I'm like, I don't have a kid. But it started making me feel like a loser because I didn't have one. <laughs> like a big loser. I did.
1: <laughs> yeah, I felt so weird when people kept on saying it because it was like that y'all have a happy Mother's Day. Like ensuring that I'm going that I am supposed to have the happiest of Mother's Day. And I felt like in Broad City When, um, when Abby was like, I'm not a mother, like I really felt like that. Um, and it is, um, irritating when like you are, you know, a woman and people assume that you are a mother. And like, I finally reached the point and I'm 31 and I finally reached a point where I feel happy that I don't have children, and it's not like to be like, oh, I'm better than anybody that has children. It's not that. It's like I'm content, and I'm very happy, and I'm very proud of myself that I've stuck to, like, you know, I don't want this person as a a uh, part um a partner, um, and raising kids for my children. Like, I'm very happy that I was stuck into stuck into that, and I stood firm in that ever since I was a, a teenager till now, I'm very proud of that, and I feel like it's coming full circle, and I'm just, like, happy, because I used to feel, like, because when other people started having kids, like, I felt, like, even I said, like, a big loser, or I felt like, um, there was something wrong with me, and, like, I, um, because there were some things that were brought up that, like, I may have trouble with fertility, um, my doctor brought that up to me when I was like, maybe like 25 or something. And so and recently, I have been looking into like freezing my eggs and stuff. And I'm like, I'm content with Oh, I might start a family at 40. And I don't feel ashamed. I feel excited about it. And I'm like, this is the first like, year that I'm just like, very confident And being a woman in her 30s. And not a mother. And then people throw it in your face. And they're like happy Mother's Day. And I know the intention is to be kind. But I'm like again. I could be somebody who maybe have lost a child. Or have trouble carrying.
0: That could be very triggering. You know? Yeah for sure. It's just again. You know the intentions are positive. People really do mean well. And it's just like you know it's just one of those things where i feel like i hear about it so much on the internet that i know not to really say that unless i know somebody's a mother but i just think the general public still operates in like the same like ignorance which hence why people are complaining all the time on the internet about things it's like only the folks who are actively online all day know what not to do but then there's like this whole other like part of society that's just like still operating in this way that we have all thought we moved past you know like assuming that a woman is a mother and to like what really added like insult to injury for me was um like I took a picture this uh over the weekend and somebody was like insinuating that I looked like I could be pregnant and the thing is the angle wasn't the best but I don't think I looked pregnant I look like a regular-ass woman with a little fupa, like, but I didn't look like I was pregnant. Mm -mm. I think this family member wants me to be pregnant. Like, I think a lot of people in my family are ready for me to have a child. And for me, it's, like, hard because it's, like, as much as I want a child, I am very nervous about how my life will change becoming a mother, like, having a life that is so busy and social, like, you question, like, what's going to happen, like, I actually just spoke to, um, a woman who's brilliant, who has her PhD, and she just was mentioning how, like, this, like, having a baby was a reminder to her, like, damn, I'm a, like, I'm really, like, disadvantage as it relates to like my work and things like that she was just mentioning how like she has to get up and like take care of her baby and feed that child like in the middle of the night because like her husband can't breastfeed the child you know Mm -hmm. she has to walk out of meetings and like you know pump when things happen and it just becomes like crystal clear that she was saying like i feel like my phd don't mean anything You know, like, it don't mean anything because I'm still having to pause everything I'm doing. And it's not that she was complaining about it, but you have to consider it. So every day I'm questioning about how I can do both things well. Like, how can I show up great and I'm going to be determined and push for it. But, like, I'm questioning. And to Sabria's point, like, none of us actually know about fertility, and what that will look like for us. Nobody knows, unfortunately, until it's time. So I start asking myself, like, is everything okay? Like, am I going to be like, is biology going to punish me? Because I've decided to wait until I was like financially stable until I met a partner that I loved and thought would make a decent Parent, like, am I going to get punished? It just sucks to think about that that's the short end of the stick. And it's painful to think that maybe I won't have kids when I feel like I deserve a child. Sorry, I do. I feel like there's a lot of shitty people in this world who don't deserve children. Mm -hmm. And I see it every day. But I feel like I deserve a child. So I I think that, like, it can be hurtful for me when people say, like, Happy Mother's Day. It's like rings in my ear, like Mother's Day. Mother, you're not a mother. You want to be one. It's gonna be hard. Like, it's a lot that got triggered, and then asking me if I'm pregnant. Like, I felt like that was so violent. I thought about it all weekend. I was like, Do I look pregnant? Do I look, and I thought I was losing weight. I'm at solid core, and next thing you know, somebody's asking me, It was like, Oh, I'm at that age, huh? And as soon as you start dating somebody, like it's corny like it's just corny it's to be expected like can y'all find something new to ask women other than when we get married and like it's just corny it's played out like don't it's ask so us that
1: corny it's so corny and like i like since i feel like i am uh like, right now, I am not dating anyone. It's definitely, like, none of that, any of that is, like, in the stars for me. And, like, I feel like when you are a woman and, you, and you're and you happy in other areas and stuff like that, and when that area is stagnant, it's, like, people are like, oh, huh, okay. And it's like, why is everybody being weird? But the thing that matters the most is the fact that my parents do
0: not give a shit about any of that. Uh, yeah, my mom is deaf. She saying little things. My dad don't care, though. He's like, when you're ready. My parents
1: do not bring up grandkids at all.
0: My mom is like, hopefully by the time one of y'all have a kid, like I'm not in a damn wheelchair. That's what my mom says. Meaning what? that she's, sorry, y'all. My mom is in, going to be 60 years old. So when she says that she's not being ableist, she's assumed, saying that she'll probably be too old but you also that's
1: perfect grand- like people first of all when pe- people are grandparents and they're 40 I'm like whoa
0: yeah but my mom's. I think that she's assuming that it won't happen until she's like 70 and she's like considering her health like will she be able to move around and my thing is I don't know and I hope so but I can't have a child simply for that reason <laughs> like I hear you it's a I understand what you want but I'm I gotta stick to my rules. You know, like you can't, yeah. that's not well, a I reason to then go create a child because somebody else wants this experience. Like, cause there is it would be my responsibility and everything would change. So mm-hmm. no, pressing pause on that and doing um <laughs> sorry, I just saw a Gabrielle Union posted something on Instagram. She said, I love when he matches my energy 50-50 over here. <laughs> she, she is her. so annoying uh, but yeah y'all please just don't assume that people are parents just because they're over a certain age it could bring up painful things
1: yeah.
0: thing? moving on into the sunken place so we're not even sure we've ever really spoke about this like, or dedicated a common census to this but I think it's worth revisiting if we did Um, so colorism like in and just hollywood has been so crazy to me lately i do recognize that more and inc- there has been more inclusion lately uh than ever before but I also feel like in some ways people are weaponizing inclusion like they'll say something like okay we have this show starring a black woman and she has natural hair but I'm like sometimes that black woman is she's hardly ever like dark skin or brown skin or kind of just looks like a quote-unquote traditional like black woman you know what I mean okay, when I say or tri-
1: they don't be like their hair don't be 4C. Yeah,
0: like, oh. their hair don't be 4C. and it's just it's like there's some something to me says that the casting director is like if we must cast someone black, this is what this is the type of blackness that will be acceptable to everyone.
1: Exactly, and like I felt like this for a while. This is an example, so. Monster High, it came out when I was like uh, 17, 18. So, I've always, I've loved it for a while. So, they finally got live action Monster High. And everybody knows my favorite character Monster High is Claudine because she is the black girl. And she was like the first like spooky like black character I ever saw. So, I was so excited as a cartoon. So, I was so excited about that. So, I love Claudine. Sorry, I didn't. Where that accent come from? But anyway, but I love Claudine. and the live action movie came out, and Claudie's being played by a black girl, of course, as she should be. Love that. What they did to Claudie's character was so all the monsters in Monster High, none of them are half human. They're all monsters, and even they had monsters that were mixed, but they were mixed with other monsters. They made Claudine half human and half um, Latina, but Afro-Latina, which is great, but I feel like it's, I mean, I don't, um, could somebody please let me know what's the other, what's the word that I can use instead of tone deaf, because I heard that's not good to use, I don't know the right phrasing. I feel like every time there is a black character or something, they always have to be, there's a catch. Like, why is the only black character in that show half human? It's like, she has two black parents, but there has to be something. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, I'm trying not to think too deep into it because I'm like, it's a kid's show. It's a kid's show, Sabria. Don't try to think too deep into it. But it's like, they always do that. Yeah. Like, I feel like, because there's little, I mean... The kids watching this now, they probably not—they're not gonna give a shit about. They just see like, oh, she's a black girl, or they're probably not even gonna care about that. But maybe they'll get older and think like, why did there always have to be like? I feel like there's always a catch with a black character, especially when it's like a black um, woman. There's always a catch because I'm like, I was excited. I'm like, oh, she's not mixed. Oh, cool. She has two black parents. That's really cool. That's very rare. But I'm like. Her mom is a werewolf for day as a human. Why, why out of all the characters, and she's the main character in the show, um, and I'm like, why did y'all have to do that?
0: Like, just I was just I'm just curious. Like, what is the reason behind it? Yeah, or like, um, and Queen Charlotte. So I started watching this recently, but I'm like, I don't have no beef against anyone who is mixed race with, like, a black parent and yeah, a non-black not. parent. I have no problem with that. Like, that, I, th- I think that girl is beautiful. I think that Zendaya is gorgeous. And I feel like I hate when folks only cast them in roles because then it opens them up to criticism as if the problem is with them. And in reality, it's just, like, a full-on question about, like, where are the non light skinned people in like media? And I know that like, we do have like the swarms and we do have people like Viola Davis, but I watch a lot of TV. I've really watched a lot of TV and a lot of movies. And it's just so hard to even put a like finger on how many people, like how many opportunities are missed to have a, a, like, a brown skin for, like, where's Jabria? Do you know, like, little girls that look like Jabria or little girls who look like Vanna? You know, my name is Van Van. Like, where are the little girls who look like that? Like, where where are they? I feel like even growing up, it was the same problem. Like, mm-hmm. there were, like, Kyla Pratt's, who even in comparison to, like, today's actresses was, like, were still, like, I feel like I can identify with how she looks a little bit more. But I felt like when I was growing up, there was, like, Kyla Pratt. There were, there was, it was Raven. And I'm like, always the dark skinned girl is like a sidekick or the bully. Why? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm over it. I think we should be past this point. Or when they do cast like, um, uh, a character like Bianca in when- the Wednesday show, she's evil. She's a hater. She's a loser. Like, she's not really doing anything that is like worth any, it just feels like light skinned people got to be first one, mm-hmm. like or mixed people they got to be first, and that's the truth. They always have to be first. Look at the first black person to do almost anything. The first black damn president. The first black woman to win uh, an Oscar. Who was it? Holly Berry. Yeah, it was Holly Berry, and it all and who was the, the like even back in the day like. It would have to be like the, you know, Doris, um, I forget her name. The one that was starring in that movie with uh, Harry Belafonte, Dorothy Dandridge. Like, they, it always had to be like the lighter skinned black people first, which is just like, for me, I'm like, we not, white supremacy is still winning. It's still exactly. winning. Exactly,
1: And again, it's not their fault, but it's just like, y'all are putting them in situations where, now you know damn well. Like, the fact that they had casted, um, like, Zoe Zaldana as Nina Simone, that was
0: horrific. It was terrible. It was terrible. It
1: was very terrible. And it's like,
0: sometimes I just look on TV and I'm like, bro, I just want to see, like, a black girl who just reminds me of somebody I know in a show that's not, like, a power. Because that's not the... Like I don't like that show.
1: That's <laughs> why I appreciate exactly. That's why I appreciate it so much. Insecure. Yes. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, like you know, there's yes. two. There's two dark dark-skinned black women, like in the lead here. Like it's like that's something that doesn't happen. And they're awkward. They're not perfect. Um, they're they're mean in a way that is like relatable it's not like too diabolical it's just annoying like you know it's not too diabolical because like i was excited like first of all i love sirens i'm not really a big mermaid fan which is ironic because of the little mermaids i mean ariel is one of my favorite princesses but i love sirens and i was so excited about sirens being in um wednesday but it's just like the way that the Black character came off at first, I just was like, ooh. Yeah, Bianca. Yeah, and then I was thinking like, oh, like, you know, somebody has to be a villain. And then you think about it, like, but why did a villain have to be
0: her? Right. Right, with the messed up. I just, I, I know that none of the characters were good. You know, like some of them... All of them had like an issue in some ways, but I just want people to be more responsible with how they write not only Black characters, but marginalized characters too, because that matters and that's what that's what makes me feel like i I can be bought in now am i still gonna watch queen charlotte absolutely um am i going to like throw any shade to the to the lead actress just because she's light-skinned no i'm just saying that like i want to see some uh people with four c hair and dark skin front and center yeah and like that's all their
1: fault but it's just like you have to as a casting director, as a writer, you have to unpack those biases. Why are why is this why are these the people that you're thinking of?
0: Yeah. Why are these the people that you're thinking of? And also shout out to, you know, Quinta for like being that representation <laughs> that we are talking exactly. about. Like that's an example of someone who is just like, when I look at her, like now just because she's from Philly, I'm like, this is some, somebody I can relate to. I just want to see, I just want to see more of that. And like, you will just be watching a movie and you're like, okay, let's just see who's the love interest. If she's not white. Then it's like, okay, she is like, you know, mixed. And it's like, what does that tell us about who's attractive? And I feel like sometimes we start, we're starting to go a little bit backwards as it relates to, you know, how we cast things, because there was a certain period of time when we weren't trying to appeal to everyone, where we did have our like Neil Longs. And like Arsenal Lathans, and just like a whole slew of like black actresses that we, as black people, felt like we could relate to, and yes, yeah, sometimes they were you know mixed like holly berry sometimes they were light skinned sometimes you know they could have been more dark skinned there could have been a little bit more diversity but i felt like they related more than who i see now sometimes i'm like okay we there's y'all trying to make sure white people feel comfortable with this choice yeah
1: like why is that and again, it's not nobody's fault for me. But, like, I used to feel like I wasn't, like, pretty because I didn't have, like, that kind of curly hair. Right. Or, right. like, I couldn't do certain things in my hair that those girls did when I was a kid because I didn't see, like, you know, girls that look
0: like me. Yeah, it's just missing. It's just missing all around. Um. So let's get a little bit more diverse let's be a little bit more inclusive let's start to think about like who we want to feel seen and if this person looks like someone that already is in a role like that, and if that, must, maybe that could mean an opportunity for someone else. Like, I don't know the science behind it. I don't know what we need to do. I just feel like there are too many non-Black people in the casting room. And there are people who are non-Black making the decision about what represents Blackness, and they may not know the difference between, they don't know about colorism. They just know their biases. That's it. I don't even know if it's intentional, but it doesn't have to be intentional to cause, like, exclusion. You know?
1: Exactly.
0: So that is that. Um, Let us know what you think. Make sure you write us on the email at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can also find us on socials. You can find me... You can find us on Black Girl Brunch on Instagram BLK Girl Brunch on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram and... tiktok at imamate and you can find me on twitter because i'm back i'm tweeting at it's mate and and you can find me at it's Rickardson on
1: instagram and on tiktok and rickinson underscore on twitter
0: all right y'all that's it that's the show have a fabulous week goodbye